Hello everyone and welcome back to Abigail's Guide. Today's October 23rd, 2020 <laughs> and um, today I was hoping to talk about stress, <clears throat> you know, what it is, how to cope with it, you know, some examples of it, why do we feel stressed, all of that good jazz. Um, so to kick things off, you know, what is stress? I know everybody does experience stress throughout their life, but do we ever really put a definition to it or a meaning to it? And what I can say is um, stress is kind of like a feeling of emotional or physical tension, and it's actually caused by a hormone our body produces. Um, and that hormone is called cortisol. And basically what happens is the when... Our bodies are in a stress, like in a life or death situation or a situation where we feel we need to go into survival mode, that flight or fight response, um, our body produces cortisol and it's to protect us and give us a jolt of energy to get us out of that situation, to make us feel safe. And this was especially important in like our native days when we were hunters and gatherers There's constant dangers around us and constant threats. So our body would produce this hormone to protect us. And when we were finally in a safe position, when we were no longer in danger, when we were no longer in a threatening position, um, our body would go back to its natural state of being relaxed and comfortable. So, and it feels like nowadays, we are constantly like having these mini fight or flight responses like throughout our day. There's constantly something that's making us produce this hormone throughout our day. And what happens is throughout the day, we're never getting that chance to go back to our natural state, to going back to being relaxed and calm. So our internal engines, our body is just constantly tense we're constantly afraid we're constantly feeling like we're running from something or having to run to something and that's not good for our mental or physical health it's such a strain on our body like do you ever get home from work or school and you just ache like your body you're just you're not even 20 years old and you're just like jesus christ what is up with my back And it's just like from holding on to tension all day. Like we weren't made to do that. We aren't made to do that. So that's kind of a little scientific slash a little background story for (laughs) you on stress. And, you know, maybe like what are some reasons why do we feel stressed? Why do we have so many fight or flight responses throughout our day? Do you ever think about that? Like... Why am I so stressed about this? Why do I feel like I have to keep running towards something? Why do I feel like I'm not in a safe position? What about the situation I'm in or people I'm with makes me feel stressed? What makes what about them or this place makes me feel unsafe? <clears throat> That's an important question to ask yourself. And I feel like when people think about being stressed, They don't really equate it to being in a threatening situation, but it kind of is like, 
it's <clears throat> it's a threat to your mental health. It's a threat to your physical well-being. And that's something we really got to sit and process. Um, I know there's like a few characteristics that may cause stress that people may not think about. <clears throat> Gosh, excuse me. Whew. I need some water up in here. Good Lord. You ever have those days where you just can't stop clearing your throat? <laughs> it's like you're sitting in a really serious conversation or like you're in the middle of a quiet lecture and you just are really holding back the need to cough because you've already coughed so many times <laughs> and you just don't want to keep coughing. That's how I feel right now. I'm sitting like by myself, but I'm still like stressed. I'm just like, ooh, can't. See, I'm stressed. I'm stressed and I'm sitting here by myself. That's crazy. It's crazy my body still feels like it's not in a safe position. And it's like, why? I can cough. I can clear my throat. There's nothing saying I can't do that right now. But here I am, you know, not being able to relax. And that comes from, like I said, four different things. Um, it could be, you know, not feeling like we get what we want constantly reaching for something. You know, we live in a very consumer-based society where we constantly feel like we want to buy something. And as soon as we buy one thing, we're not satisfied. We immediately want something else. We're constantly looking for more. And it ends up what, hap what ends up happening is we're relying on things for happiness that are unreliable. Like, really let that sink in. You're, you're putting all of your happiness in buying the next iPhone and buying designer clothing. But what's going to happen when that becomes out of date, out of style? Your happiness is then on a shaky platform. Your happiness is now invested in something that won't be able to sustain you. And that's really important to process. It's really something that I feel in our society nowadays we struggle to kind of think about or we don't even think about it at all um another one is getting what we don't want so maybe you know we wanted a one job but we settle for another uh maybe the person we want to be with doesn't want to be with us not getting the right grade that you wanted not getting the car that you wanted that can make us stressed maybe not making a sale it can be upsetting and it can make us nervous if we don't hit uh what's it called an expectation we have for ourselves if we don't hit a goal that we strive for ourselves that can be stressful and being able to maybe identify some things like even just sitting down with yourself like when you're studying for an exam or you're getting ready for a presentation for work telling yourself beforehand like hey if this doesn't go the way i plan it to if it doesn't go like x y and z everything's gonna be okay everything's still gonna work out for me because if you rely everything on happening one specific way you really risk putting yourself in a uncomfortable position in an unhappy position and when we think about 
you know, setting those, like, we, us wanting, like, X, Y, and Z to happen in whatever situation in our life, it really boils down to, do we really know what we want? We're constantly changing, like, what we're striving for, what we're trying to obtain. It's constantly changing every day. I can tell you, when I go on Amazon Prime, I look for one thing. Like, I'll start off, like, looking at rings or jewelry, and I'll end up in, like, cake mixers. It's like, I don't even need a cake mixer, but I want one now because they look fucking cool as shit. So, it's just, what do we want? What do we want? Is, is it this cake mixer I want, or is it happiness? Is it satisfaction in my life that I want? You know, what does that cake mixer represent for you? And, or... What is the cake mixer in your life? It could be a job. It could be a person. It could be a salary. It can be anything. And, you know, losing what we love. Oof. That's one to sit with. I feel like everybody has kind of dealt with this one at some point or time. How do we know everything's going to be okay? You know, also when we are with someone we love or we are in a situation that we love, are we really enjoying it? Are we taking the time to sit there and enjoy the moment we're in with them? Are we being present with that person? Are we being present in that job? Are we just enjoying being around love in that moment? Or... Are we anticipating the sense of loss? Um, are, is that anxiety of possibly losing that situation or person driving us to be controlling? You know, like really sit with that. Is the idea of losing something you love driving you to try to control it? You know, I can, I can admit I... I'm definitely guilty of this one, that's for sure. You know, I'm human. I don't want to lose something I love. But that fear, that anxiety is what brings us stress. Instead of just appreciating that person, that object, that job bringing us love, instead of just appreciating it for who it is, for what it is, we want to try to hide it. We want to try to control it for ourselves. And that's not what it was meant to do. That's not what love is. It's not something you can put in a box and hide away for yourself. It's it's boundless. And you know, all this talk about enjoying something we love, the sense of loss, what do we want, what don't we want, I feel like it all boils down. All that fear, all that anxiety, all that stress just boils down to us not being able to find what we want inside of ourselves. Us not knowing that everything we need, everything we're searching for is inside of us. The happiness you're looking for, the love that you're looking for, the things that you want to feel secure in life is in us. It's inside of you. And what's hard to understand is When you find that, when you find that inner happiness, that happiness and love is limitless. 
It's boundless. It's reliable. You're never going to have to worry about it leaving or going out of style. Okay? It's never going to go anywhere because it's in you. It's with you. You carry it. You hold it. You value it. You treasure it. Because it is you. And you don't have to worry about yourself leaving because you're, <laughs> you're you, you know? And when we don't know how to connect with our inner happiness, we assume all suffering comes outward. That if we don't get what we want when we want it, it causes us suffering because we're not receiving it. We assume that if we lose someone we love, if we lose something we love, that that's the root of our suffering. And it's not. What's the root of our suffering is not being able to trust in ourselves, not being able to look inward and get our happiness from ourselves, not being able to recognize that, hey, even if this person leaves, even if I leave this job, even if I lose, et cetera, et cetera, if this doesn't go the way that I planned, whatever it is, I'm still going to be happy. I'm still going to be okay because I have what I need in here. And I'm, I'm, I'm touching my chest, <laughs> my heart. I have what I need inside of me. I don't need to look outward. I don't need to look for someone. I don't need to rely my happiness on others, on materialistic things, on things that are going to change. Because my happiness is where I am. I control my happiness. I am my happiness. And when we are able to start thinking that way, when we are able to start relying on ourselves instead of the things that are constantly changing around us, you can start to see the stress just dissipate because you're not worried of, you don't have that anxiety of something that could possibly change or you could possibly lose. You know, stress originates in the way we relate to our thoughts and emotions and it then manifests in the body. And it manifests and it shows up in different ways. It shows up in fear. It shows up in anxiety. It shows up in maybe however your body reacts to stress. It could be just tension in your actual physical being. It may not even be all mental for you. You might be able to really process through stress quite well mentally, but your body is constantly aching. You feel tired a lot. You're exhausted. So you turn to other things to give you the energy that you're not being able to, what's the word, give back to yourself, you know, reproduce. You don't know how to get out of that fight or flight sensation so your body can calm down and relax. You know, being able to just <laughs> calm your body down like that is a really hard skill to do that a lot of people still don't know how to do. You know, people may nap or nap or something, but it can be really hard to slow down when we're so used to constantly running. For example, um, you know, when I recently left my job, you know, working seven, like, 60 hours a week plus school 40 hours a week when I finally just stopped oh my gosh my body just crashed it had been running for so long like mentally and physically just 
constantly going, not stopping, always tense. I just was exhausted for three days. I just couldn't bring myself to do anything. And it's because I wasn't giving my body to replenish the energy. I was constantly excreting, excreting, excreting throughout the day. Your body's not meant to do that. It's supposed, you need to listen to what your body says so you can go at your own pace. And that's easier said than done, especially when our society nowadays demands so much from us. But that's why, you know, this comes back to boundaries. When I was, where did my thought just go? My brain just shut off. That's okay. That happens sometimes, you know? But that comes to boundaries, you know, telling people, hey, I can't do that right now. Hey, uh, I'll be able to do that, but not until this time. Give yourself time to replenish. Give yourself time to not feel rushed, okay? We can choose what situations we want to put ourselves in, okay? We can choose how much workload to take on. And that can be really hard to do, especially when people around us are doing so much, especially nowadays. I feel like with technology, so much is expected of us. Like professors, for you, for our, my people in college or school, you know, um, or even just in the work profession, honestly, at the moment. If you've experienced this during COVID, they, with Zoom and our technology, like, technological advances I feel like they've been expecting so much more of us so much more of an immediate response if somebody texts you or emails you your boss your friends they're like yo why didn't you hit me back up why didn't you respond to this within like x amount of time and that's a ridiculous standard to meet like how Are you supposed to replenish your energy when people are demanding so much of you? And that's where you need to set boundaries. You need to tell people, hey, I will get, if you email me, I'll get back to you within 24 hours. I'll get back to you within this amount of time. All right. Or just like telling people, hey, I got this and I'll give you an answer later. You know, like you can set your pace in life, to help you not feel so stressed, to help you be able to give yourself the time to replenish your energy. Because it's hard. It's really hard to constantly be moving like that. And I think that's why so many people experience the feeling of burning out at such a young age now. Like, it's really unfortunate. And I'm horribly concerned for (laughs) the generations coming after us because holy shit if they even have half of the shit we have now oh god i'm going to keep them in my thoughts i am definitely going to you know whatever religious thing you believe in praying or ancestors whatever it may be i'm i'm throwing them into those thoughts you know what i mean (laughs) Like, good Lord. God, it's making me, like, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. Just thinking about being stressed. You know, I feel like I've really talked a lot about what stress is, what causes stress. You know, how we, how to change 
your mindset to help you replenish your energy so you're not feeling so tense throughout the day. But um, I'd love to talk about, you know, maybe some coping strategies. You know, what are coping strategies? There's healthy ones and unhealthy ones. How do, I, how do we identify the difference between the two? And, you know, I'll give you some examples within myself because why not? <laughs> I feel one of my biggest unhealthy coping strategies is eating. I overeat. You know, I'm, I'm an emotional eater. It's comforting to eat food. It's delicious. All right. Especially like a big hot meal. Like, hell yeah, that's what I want right now. Some chocolate cake. Yes, I'll take some chocolate cake while I'm like in the middle of a mental breakdown. Like, that's just fantastic. <laughs> um, but <laughs> on the other side, you know, what is what is going to be the costs to this self-destructive coping strategy I have? You know, what is it going to cost me in the long run? Yeah, I might have immediate satisfaction of eating that chocolate cake, but how is it going to make me feel in the future? Is it actually going to deplete my feelings of stress or um, sadness? Is it going to actually help me get through this situation? Or am I just doing this to avoid it? That's what we have to ask ourselves. And the answer is, at least to my strategy, is, um, you know, it might make me feel um, even worse afterwards, honestly. Like, if you eat too much food, that, like, feeling of being uncomfortable after you eat, like, eating too much, um, it could, as soon as I am finished eating, you know, my anxiety and stress will come immediate right back and then I'll feel the need to eat more food. So it's just an endless cycle of eating and feeling anxious instead of just dealing with the anxiety and the stress head on. So something that might be helpful is to identify if you feel like you have some. I feel like <laughs> even when you study like self-help and wellness as much as a lot so many people do like you can still have self-destructive coping strategies it's natural it happens but identifying some of them for yourself can help you in the long run because not only will it help you identify them as they start to resurface when you're going through stressful situations but it will also help you to unlearn those strategies to replace them with better habits with better coping mechanisms. And once you're able to identify them, maybe ask yourself, hey, what do I wanna replace this with? I know for me, when I recognized I was like an emotional eater or a stress eater, whenever I'd feel the need to eat, I'd first ask myself, okay, am I eating because I'm hungry or am I eating because I'm stressed or anxious? And depending on what I answer to, let's say I'm eating because I'm stressed. All right, let's say I answered yes to that question. Okay, let me put the food down. Why am I stressed? What is making me stressed? And you go from there. And it's not going to be something you do immediately. Like, I find myself in the middle of like a half a dozen donuts. 
going to town and I'd be like, yo, wait, why am I eating? <laughs> like, why am I eating so many donuts right now? Given they are fucking delicious, all right? I really do like donuts. I like, it's really something I enjoy. But it's like, why am I right now eating them? Am I eating them just because I might want to enjoy some donuts, which is totally cool too? Or am I eating them because I'm stressed? And if again, I answered yes to being stressed, I would put down the food, I would close the box, <laughs> put the lid on it, and I would talk myself through what it was I was getting stressed and what were some, what I could do then there or what I could do in the future to help eliminate that feeling of stress, to help bring me back down to my natural state of being calm and relaxed. You know, let's say my stress was coming from homework I was pushing off. I would put the lid on the food, I'd close the box, and then I would go do a couple of assignments. And then immediately, I would feel myself come back down to my natural state. And it's like, you don't have to do much. Maybe just one homework assignment. Maybe just going for a short walk. You know, whatever it's, you don't have to do something big and crazy. But taking small steps toward that goal of relieving will help re alleviate stress, will help alleviate that pressure. And it will help you get the motivation to do more. So then you won't feel as stressed as frequently. You wouldn't be getting those mini fight or flight responses so often throughout the day. And then you'll be able to replenish your energy more often. You won't have to rely on caffeine, on sugar, on junk food to give you that sense of surge of energy, that kickstart to the heart, to get the energy you need because you are taking the steps, the healthy, proper steps you need specifically for yourself to replenish that energy, to bring you back to your natural state. And you know, when you're able to start getting these many accomplishments, you'll start to notice that you are the root cause of your happiness. You're no longer searching for something to make you happy. You're no longer anxious about something leaving that you may be relying on to make you happy. You're no longer upset if something doesn't go the way that you want. It doesn't stress you out because you're taking the steps you need. You're finding the happiness you want in yourself. You're creating it for yourself and it's coming from a reliable source so you're not stressed about it. And that is the biggest thing I can drive home to y'all today. You know, create happiness for yourself. Don't look for it somewhere else. Don't look for it in someone else. Don't search. Look inward. Okay, like, I said that so aggressively, so aggressively, but like, that's what you gotta, and you know, that's easier said than done. Like, I'm still working on it. I've been working on it for years, but slowly but surely, I feel like I've really found my path to be able to produce that for myself. I'm not worried about having, like, I don't know, I'm not worried about jobs, people, materials. I have myself and I have what I love to do and I'm, I'm happy. And that's what I want for you guys. I want you to be able to find that sense of peace. I want you to be able to find that sense of happiness in yourself because that's something nobody can take from you. 
that is something you can't lose. So, I hope this was helpful. <laughs> I hope there was something in that long ramble that you guys can take from. And, um, of course, you know, you can reach out to me through Instagram or email. Abigail's at abigails.guide or abigailsguide at gmail.com. Please, um, I will respond when I see it, when I get around to it. Go at your own pace. <laughs> and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.